0: Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your leadership. It's how to lead a team. I'm Daniel, the producer. I am Grant. And I'm Marshall. Marshall, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Welcome to you too, great, I guess. Th- thanks, Dan. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So today, yeah, we're talking about leadership. How to lead a team.
1: Um, I like to. I like to introduce and say why Marshall's here. Yeah. Because people who are listening are like, I'm, "Who's Marshall?" All right. First off, Marshall's one of my best friends, and I went to college with Marshall, and played college basketball with Marshall. Uh, Marshall. Then became a college basketball coach. Mm -hmm. Had some success. He won a national championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Marshall also is a leader of his family. He has four children. Mm -hmm. Him and his wife have beautiful, wonderful, amazing kids. And uh, Marshall and his wife also have led in foster care from time to time. Mm -hmm. So there's many areas that Marshall has been a leader. And I thought, man, it'd be fun to have him on the show. Was Marshall ever your coach? Yes, and it was the worst. It was the best. No, it was terrible. <laughs> Here's what happened, okay? he He's done with his last year, and I'm going into my last year, and he's an assistant coach now on the team. And all of a sudden, it's like he forgets that he was just in our shoes, running and working hard like crazy.
0: You guys only had one pair of shoes for the whole team? Well. That's bad leadership. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just made us run and had just, no empathy, and it was
2: terrible i'm like trying to get the most out of you, you yep. know? yeah, he yeah.
0: knew he knew what you were capable of that's was, right, I guess because you used to be teammates, oh my God, and now you're his leader, yeah, here mm. at stewardship, yeah, that's true how yeah. turn tables, yes,
1: I should be making him run lines, but <laughs> <laughs> that plays into this question I have for you, Marshall, yeah, what have been your biggest frustrations or challenges? As a leader, whether it's leading your children, leading a basketball team, you know, what, what, what don't you like? What, what irritations do you have?
2: I think it's simple. I mean, the point of leadership is to try and get people to follow Mm. and that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if it does, sometimes it doesn't happen the way you think or want it to happen. Yeah. And that's frustrating.
1: Yeah. I think, uh... Everybody who's listening to this right now can resonate on some level. Because whether you believe you're a leader or not, uh, you, you do have influence. You do have some leadership somewhere. Whether it's uh, you're leading in a relationship um, with your spouse, you're leading a, uh, your children at home, you're leading with your friends or at your church, or you're leading somehow, some way. Maybe it's just on social media. Or maybe maybe it's in your workplace. There, there are times where all of us are leaders and i think we can resonate with that most as we listen to marshall say yeah it's frustrating to get people to do what you want them to do
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um why why does that do you not like that like why does that hurt so much when you're trying to lead somebody and they're not doing what what you want them to
2: do yeah i think the the source of of maybe the pain or the hurt or or frustration oftentimes is i I care a lot mm. I, and I, I care about, you know, when I was coaching, I, I cared about my guys. I cared about what we were about, who we were representing, what we were doing. And, and sometimes I felt like the guys didn't care as much yeah, um, as I did or, or, you know, relating to my family, you know, I, uh, you know, you, you try and lead your kids in a certain way, whether it's, uh, you know. Cleaning up or something, like, and and they just don't clean up the way you want or the mm-hmm. way they think, and it's like, don't you care about this? Yeah, you know. And um, sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then we got to figure things out from there. Um, but I think a lot of that comes from just just not caring like I do, or at least feeling like they don't care like I do.
1: Yeah, and we joked that you made me run like crazy mm-hmm. when you became yep. my coach. Yep. Um, the reality is you wanted the best out of me and yeah. the rest of us on the team. You cared like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were no longer a player, but didn't mean that you just started to become apathetic towards right. our success and our goals. And when you would see me not giving my best, not wanting to run the lines, or even at times when you would see us uh, you know, in the dorm room staying up late playing video games instead <laughs> of getting some sleep so we could be prepared for the game, you would get upset. Right. Right. And you, you got upset, and, and for me, it was it was like, what the heck, man? Like, let go. Let us live a little bit. <laughs> but really, it's you you wanted the best for us. Yeah. And that, that's the same for our children. That's the same for the group that we're leading at church. It's the same for all the people. In it. Like, I believe all of us who are listening want the best. Dan, I got to believe you want the best for Olive and Heather.
0: No, yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: And when they're not doing exactly what you think— Man, you guys, if if we did this, things would be better in your life. Things would be better for us. Things would be better for you. I mean, how does that make you feel?
0: I mean, I can think of situations where that's happening mm. already, like with Olive. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she's two, mm-hmm. so there's only so much she can do what I want her to do. But, right, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I struggle with this every day. I, I always have an instance where I... My leadership skills are being tested.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what do we do to fix that? I think a lot of people, um, and kind of a, the, the subject of my book had a lot to do with this, um, you know, money being like a great way of incentivizing people at a workplace. Well, no, that's not. Um, at least that's what I espoused in the book. So how, how do we fix this? How do we change people to, to, to do what we need to do? Can, can, do incentives work? Like if you said to Olive, hey, I'm going to give you Skittles
0: if you do this thing, please. She doesn't know what Skittles are. There you go. So... No I mean, sugar I think I'm family. Doing, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, good job. <laughs> but I could tempt her with a banana.
1: Okay, there you go. So incentives. <laughs> that natural sugar. Yeah, and how uh, how much? How long do you think that would work?
0: Do you, I mean, was that sustainable? About as long as a banana is ripe. There you go. So not very long. Not very long. <laughs> not very long. <laughs> I mean, what about you, Marshall? Do you yeah. think about a team? I mean, wh- how do
1: incentives work w- w- with a bunch of college kids trying to win a national championship? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think. Um you know it comes back to there's that intrinsic or extrinsic motivation and um you know you hear all the time you know like maybe maybe a team is having a rough half and they go into halftime and and they come out in the second half and they're a different team and they they play well and they and it's like man what did coach say in the in the locker room and it's like you know i hear that i'm like you know probably not a whole lot yeah you know, you don't think he, he offered did, everybody
0: a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever he said may have helped for a minute or mm-hmm. two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right away, but that, that that's not the the reason why you know a team is going to turn around in the second half. It might be a jump start or a kick start. You know, the the skittles are only going to, you know, or the banana is only going to going to work a little bit until they've had enough banana. Yeah, when I'm
1: tired in the middle of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like giving 100% effort because I'm physically feeling like I can't do it. What's going to make me push through is not what coach said at halftime. Right. I have, right. I'm not, that isn't even anywhere on my mind. Right. Right. And right. the same is true with, um, say, our children, right? When, when they have a particular behavior that you know they need to act on consistently to do well or to exhibit character or to protect themselves, well, when the pressure's on and they're in the moment, they're not going to be thinking about, oh, I better do this right. Otherwise, I don't get that banana or mm-hmm. I don't get the Skittles. I mean, right. that, that's just not going to be
2: sustainable. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was a big time challenge with, with colleges. You have kids that come in as freshmen, 17, 18 years old, um, trying to figure out how to do life outside of home, you know, no parents, no mom and dad uh, telling them what to do mm-hmm. uh, or when to do it. Um, y- you have this freedom that they've gained. And, and this, this almost, uh, uh, thing that says I can do what I want whenever I want now. Right. And then, you know, you have some other guys, you know, sophomores, juniors, you know, on this other end of trying to f- understand that, um, if I want something to happen, I need to do it for myself mm. and, uh, and, and take the advice, wisdom, encouragement, um, Motivation from others to help them, but that's not the source and that's not the reason for why they're doing what they do. Yeah. Um, it, it comes from within.
1: Yeah, and I think that there are three things, and we're going to outline those three things in the rest of this episode um, that says, hey, this is what really gets people motivated. These are the things that we can use as leaders. These are three things that we can lean into to help people kind of go that direction that we, we want them to go. But before we get jump into that, Stewardship does home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. And we want to bring to you a money tip in the middle of our episode. Go for it, Dan. So I'm building a house and I'm not making a mortgage payment. Well, kind of. Here's how I did it. Yes, I do have a mortgage, but the interest rate on the mortgage is super low. It's below 3%. But I also have a non-qualified investment account that I've been making regular deposits in. And the rate of return on that is much higher than the interest rate on my mortgage. So anytime I had excess income or my expenses were lower than I was thinking, I put the extra money into this non-qualified investment account. Now, I have this balance of this investment that has a higher rate of return than the interest I'm paying on my mortgage, and that excess interest goes to pay the mortgage for me. I made a full-on video with all the details on exactly how I did this. To check out that longer video, it's in the description. So I got a ton of direct messages after we posted that video several months ago, Uh, but it's like, you know, this is, it's a simple concept, it doesn't, it's not crazy, but, I have money in an account. It earns a lot of interest. And the amount of interest that I earn on that is way more than the amount of interest I'm charged on my mortgage. This is why I don't try to pay off my mortgage. Right? I kind of become my own bank. And yes, I have a mortgage, but I don't have a mortgage payment anymore because I've consistently deposited money into this account that earns interest. And over a period of time now that the interest I'm getting back on that, it it makes up for the payment. It's great. Um, so yeah, if you want more details on that, check out the full YouTube video, which we'll put in the description, right, Dan?
0: I sure will. But now I have a question. Okay. This didn't occur to me before with that video. But how did you lead your family into a place where that was doable? How'd you say, hey, hey, wife, hey, Jody, I want to do this with our finances? Unless you had already done it before, I don't remember. Well, one of the things that we talk about in the YouTube video to make this happen
1: is you have to create margin because you can't start doing this unless you're consistently saving. And your ability to save has nothing to do – well, a lot less to do with your um, you know, in, amount of money that you're making. Your ability to save has more to do with the behaviors. So my wife and I, when we got married – kind of put together a budget and said a plan of like we need to consistently put money away we need to consistently put money away and it just became a habit Um, and she was able to experience in our life wins with that Uh, when we first got married things like hey the car broke down how are we going to pay for that hey we saved now we get to experience wins like that we don't have to worry about it oh wow that's cool that's awesome that we do that let's keep doing that you know so she experienced the fruits of that early in our marriage So that it became uh, a behavior that we both enjoyed to pursue together. So, which honestly has a lot to do with leadership. Sometimes you have to help people see and experience the benefits of this thing. Um, Solid, yeah. And 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 Mm -hmm. one of the the things that we want to talk about um, in these three, I would, I don't know, this is like, I don't know, things that keys, keys, yeah, three keys, keys. yeah, that you can focus on on as a leader. One of them is something that allows people to feel uh, the benefits of your leadership or to feel the benefits of the things they're doing right away. This thing is way more motivating than, like, say, uh, an incentive like money for the banana, uh, but it's affirmation. Like, people want to know if they're doing it right. And whether you're uh, purchasing a home and you're wondering if the home loan advisor you're using is correct so you look up the google reviews ps stewardship has a ton check them out um or (laughs) if uh you're buying a toothbrush on amazon you're gonna click on what The the reviews yeah and you're gonna see one if there's a funny one there that's gonna make you laugh uh but two the reviews are one of the most number one clicked on things on the internet and, and and on amazon people want to know if they're doing it right marshall how much did an attaboy or a high five go with some of your players
2: uh it, it can change everything yeah I mean, really from from one second to the next um you know a, a high five or a, or an arm around their their shoulders or you know a, whatever that is um it, it can change things instantly and 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 it's, it's one thing, too, coming from a, a head coach, um, but I think more impactful is when it went from player to player.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and getting a group of players, so uh, even, say, with my, my family, getting my son to do that to his sisters, my daughters, mm-hmm. or, or my daughter to do that to their other sister or brother, it's not going to happen unless I do it first, right, yep. Yep. as the leader. So to get a team of people to affirm each other, you, ha- you, as the leader, have to affirm one another, too. And, Daniel, I'm putting you on the spot now, but have you received affirmation from anybody here in this workplace at Stewardship? And what was that like and how does that feel?
0: Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, I probably could be better at it myself. But I have received several different uh, – we have thank you cards here mm-hmm. that we just have a stack of, of note cards in the back um, that are, like, really nice, heavy cardstock and so you can write a thank you note on it and i know you as the leader of our company grant have encouraged us all to write a thank you note uh just an affirmation and give it to somebody and you didn't say give it to your coworkers; you just say give it to anybody that's your recommendation and uh, i've received a bunch from coworkers. Mm. just hey thanks for doing this this week or thanks for um the hard work you do and the thank you is kind of that affirmation um, it's, like, it's like a combo of gratitude. We've talked about gratitude on the podcast before, um, how helpful it can be to me to express my gratitude. But it's also helpful to the other person. It's an affirmation to say you're doing a good job, and I've, I get that all the time. Um, and even in, in our team's chat, people will talk about the content. They'll mm-hmm. say the content's been really good, and that's that's helpful for me because I don't always see how the work I do impacts people. Because it's it's kind of an indirect long term thing, mm-hmm. um, but when I hear my coworkers say, "Hey, I really enjoyed that video or whatever," it yeah, I get it all the time, and it helps me. It helps me want to be more creative. It helps me want to take more risks. Of like, I have this idea of a, I want to make the video in this way, and I feel like I have the support to try those things and to make the content better. So yeah, the affirmation directly affects my desire to do my job better
1: yeah you perform better Mm -hmm. i believe i mean study after study after study shows that this is this is accurate and this is more than just like a millennials thing like unicorns and rainbows and gumdrops like you can affirm negatively as well Mm -hmm. um and and the best way to do that is on the spot not waiting you know from an employee's perspective every 90 days to say like hey you've been screwing up the last 90 days like but when somebody's doing something wrong you can say hey heads up I like the attempt. I like what you're trying to do here, but we want to do it this way. Here's why type thing is good. And I think, especially when we're parents or even as a, you know, a basketball coach or with your team at church, it's easy to, to affirm negatively. But yeah. how often are we intentionally affirming positively? And are we creating systems and processes?
2: Yeah, to it reminds do that? me of um, I'd, I'd always have my captain's meeting. We'd, we'd meet once a week and we'd go through a book together. Um, just a leadership book that would would help uh, all of us really learn learn more about leadership and one of the first things that we would do in that uh, in in that time i think it's in the first chapter is uh, the assignment was to write a letter uh, to somebody that uh, helped you or that you're appreciative of, of or um, you know maybe it, maybe it was a high school coach or your dad or somebody like that but write them a letter and just say thank you Mm. And um, for most everybody, that was a difficult thing to do. Yeah, um, it was a it, it was done intentionally and for a reason. But that step of actually following through with doing it um, was not natural. not yeah. normal. Yeah, um, and it was something that needed to be worked on.
1: Yeah, the best intentions require intentional actions. I believe all of us have the greatest intentions to be extremely thankful and to tell people thank you to affirm people. But the reality of the thank you note now, which you've heard twice, once from Daniel and once from Marshall, is that thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through your lips and pass onto fingertips. So if you can then take time to write down a thank you, that great intention that you have now comes to life through your fingertips. Mm. It's a a very important thing. I think writing a thank you note is extremely valuable. Now, another thing that we can do to motivate people, to lead people uh, past the frustration of getting them to, you know, do what we're asking them to do, it has to do with giving them autonomy, giving them freedom. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. Dan, if I was telling you exactly how to put together this podcast exactly all the details when i was watching over you as you were editing videos would you be able to perform would you even enjoy your job
0: uh no i'd probably i've actually had i've had that job before (laughs) (laughs) um where every every little step i i take is watched and judged and it's highly stressful um so no i wouldn't enjoy it and i would say Maybe you should do the podcast. Mm -hmm. If if you have these strong opinions and Mm -hmm. care this much, you Mm -hmm. might care more than I do.
1: Yeah. And Marshall, you are a former player who then became Mm -hmm. a coach. Uh, You were a point guard. You were the floor general. Right. Uh, And seeing another point guard on your team do things differently than maybe the way you would have done them if you were out there. How many times did you just want to step on the court and yeah. grab the
2: ball? Yeah, I was, I was, you know, my point guards, I was the biggest critic. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, yep, I wanted things done a certain way and, and how I did them, and, and, cause that's, you know, how I feel like they're, you know, and, and, but they weren't me. They, mm-hmm. they weren't me. And, uh, I needed to understand that. And, um, you know, this, this, this thinking, uh, you know, about autonomy and freedom and that sort of thing was, was probably one of the most difficult things I struggled with. Yeah. Um, especially when you're talking about uh, 18 to 20 22 year old boys yeah trying to become men yeah um, they need discipline they need you know responsibility and and they need somebody to, to put them in place here and and make sure they're doing this there and you know um but there's a fine line there and if you cross that line then there's rebellion yeah um and that's difficult and you don't want that either and so you know, we that that is, you know, from player to player, from team to team, that that's one of the most difficult things and, and I, I at times struggle with that. Um with uh, uh wanting to give freedom and, and in a, in a and for me personally, um I like control. hmm So so just that act of, of giving freedom was difficult. Yeah. And then then seeing how people took that freedom and what they did with it was often difficult. Yeah. Um because it's probably not what I would have chose. Yeah. You know, and now we got to deal with whatever comes from that, you know, good consequences, bad consequences type of thing.
1: If I've, uh, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with business owners around the country, obviously, I've had a lot of conversations with other parents, um, many conversations with people who are in a leadership role. And I would say that autonomy and freedom, giving that to the people that you're leading is the number one thing that people are struggling with. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh yeah, affirmations, I, I, I can do that. I can write notes. And then we get to the part where, like, hey, you just got to let go and give freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's a thing that people really struggle with. I mean, from something as simple as watching your child color something uh, and then they start going way outside of the lines. Or Here, using let me show you. Yeah, yeah, let me show you how to do that. <laughs> yeah, can I, let me grab that crayon. From, um, to employees, when, you know, especially, you know, I, I first started hiring people there was a very specific way that I was working with customers in a very intentional customer experience I was trying to create that had to do with even the tones I was using on the phone. That when when I was hiring people and teaching them to talk on the phone, I was trying to teach them to talk exactly like me. I'm like, what am I doing? Not only is it okay that people are doing things different, this is what we all need to know and understand. It's good
2: that people do it different. Hey, speaking of different I, I think you're right on. But, Dan, do you have tacos on your socks? I, I do. Okay. I, I, I just This is like,
1: something I, you guys don't get to see on the podcast. Yeah, I Daniel's just sock I saw game.
2: That. Yep.
1: Taco so- socks. Solid. Yeah. I would not choose taco socks. Another thing I'd do different.
0: Yeah. You and I are different. Yep. There you yeah. go. I'm a creative. I have tacos on my socks, and it helps me keep those creative juices flowing. You know? <laughs> there you go. Creative right hot on.
2: sauce. Right on.
1: And some of Dan's creativity and how he acts in his role. Um, as the media producer at Stewardship, has allowed for things to happen. The autonomy and freedom that you have, Dan, has, like, this is how big our content has gotten. I am keynote speaking at an event later this year in person, so much fun. It's going to be great. And they're asking me to speak on content. Like, I don't even do any of that. I (laughs) I just show up in front of the camera and you hit record and the rest just happens. So, like, I'm going to get up on the stage in front of thousands of people and be like, hey... So here's what I do. I just hired this really great guy and that's it. You know, like that's the answer to the question.
0: <laughs> just FaceTime me in and yeah, hold, hold, hold up your phone on exactly. the
1: stage. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's good that people are different than you mm-hmm. because they will do things in a way that you can't. And I'm going to say that again. They will do things in a way that you can't. I'm not perfect. There's no way I'm going to be able to do things The best 100% of the time. And I need other opinions. I need other Mm -hmm. values. I need things to be done differently. And when I leaned into that, it not only allowed my first employees, those mortgage loan officers that came in and were working with customers to not only do things differently than me, but they got better at it than me. Mm. Like Brian and Jared, they're better at being a home loan advisor than I ever was. And I thought I was pretty darn good at it. You know, But it never would have gotten that way if I didn't get that freedom. Freedom allows people. Autonomy
0: mm-hmm.
1: helps motivate people and gives people the ability to be self-directed and start doing things in the right way, in the direction that you want. But when we talk about direction, that leads to the third thing that we've got to lean into, the third key. You can't just let people go willy-nilly. There has to be purpose. Marshall, everybody wants to win games. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you guys lose the first game, mm-hmm. and then the second game, mm-hmm. and then the third game? You start losing yep. games.
2: Yep, and I've been there. Yep, I've been there. And uh, in fact, our, our national championship winning team lost the first game. Hmm. Um, not only did we lose, but we got we got smoked. Hmm. It wasn't close, um, and we had a good team. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, you know, I think about other years uh, after that as well. We we lost the first game, the second game, the third game, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing, and and uh, um, didn't recover from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that national championship team um, lost that first one bad, and then won about sixteen in a row after that. Yeah. Um, and uh, why? Well, personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, personal responsibility, and they knew, um, they they cared, and they and they. They grabbed onto this purpose thing okay, um, in a different way than, than some other teams that, that I coached. Um,
1: so a different way. One of the things that I think of when it comes to a goal of just winning, there's probably a lot of selfishness that's involved mm-hmm. there. Um, to me, when you think about a purpose that works, whether it's, for, again, for your family, your workplace, whatever it is, it's got to be something that's selfless. Mm-hmm. Got to go beyond yourself. How did the teams that responded well whenever you lost versus the teams that didn't respond well, whenever you lost? I gotta believe there's an element there of selflessness. Maybe that was a part of those teams. Yeah, or selflessness,
2: it? humility. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about this winning thing, and and that was something that I was very careful to ever talk about, hmm. um, because I I always thought that was a byproduct of whatever you did each and every day. Yeah. Um, and that winning and losing would just just happen. You know, uh, and and so uh, the the difference was um, with with this this purpose thing was that uh, it, it was something that was bigger ourselves, and, and really uh, simply, it was the purpose was to to give everything we got. Hmm. And if and if you give everything you got, then you know maybe it might motivate and encourage somebody else to give everything they got, and then before ah. you know, it, we got a group of guys together giving everything they got. And and special and neat things happen, right? Um, so the purpose wasn't let's
1: win the game. The purpose correct. was let's give our best. Correct. And the why? So then maybe it motivates other people to give their best.
2: Yep, yep. And and why is because that's also what we've been called to do, right? Um, and whatever we do, we're supposed to give everything that we we got towards that. Whether you're whether you're playing basketball or or, or playing golf or working or or. Raising your kids or your marriage, it it, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, we, our our purpose within should be giving everything we got. When that is your purpose, um, that selfishness of the other things that come and go, um, we, we, you know, we can let them go. We can let Hmm. them kind of slide off our back. You know, maybe the first win isn't destroying our team, but maybe it's building our team, making it stronger. A
1: couple of yes or no questions for you, Dan.
2: Um, do you
1: believe that you are a better performer now as an employee of stewardship
0: versus, uh, your previous employer? That's not a yes or no question. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a better performer or not? Yes or no? Oh, it is. Okay. I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a better performer now. I don't know why I had to think so long about (laughs) it. Okay.
1: All right. So your
0: performance and how
1: you, you believe you perform better now than you did at your previous employer, um, do you believe it has anything to do with the purpose of stewardship versus the purpose of your previous employer?
0: Uh, absolutely. And here's why. Um, the purpose here is very clearly stated. Which is? To love people by serving them in their finances. Yep. Um, I mean, that's a paraphrase. Mm-hmm. We have lots of paraphrases of our purpose. Yep. But our purpose statement is written on the walls. one of my first projects when I got hired was to find a way to, to display that. Yeah. Um, but at my last company, uh, I would say it was uh, probably to sell as much as possible, mm. sell just sell the stuff mm-hmm. and uh, make as much money as possible. Mm. I think I think, but it wasn't clear. I don't know that that was the purpose. Mm. It just felt like maybe it was because it was never clearly stated. Yeah um, so yeah, I, I never really knew it was just but also the goal was really about me then. It was about how can I make the most money for the company and how can, the, how, how can I make the company succeed so that I can succeed? Yes. That was kind of the goal. Mm-hmm. Now the, the purpose here isn't about me, and there are days that I actually come into work and I think, not only how can I love people, but how can I love my coworkers? Because my, my job isn't directly affecting customers all the time, so yeah. I have to mm-hmm. think, how, how can I serve my coworkers to help them love people better? Mm-hmm. How can I make content that will help that be easier? Yeah. And work better. So you're
1: parenting your children. um, You tell them to do a thing, and inevitably they come to a place where they're going to respond with, well, why? You know? (laughs) And sometimes it's easy for us in a moment of frustration to say, because I said so, you know, and just do the thing. Um, But when we can transition our parenting from that anger and frustration of just because I'm your authority, do it, to, well, here's why. And that purpose is beyond like a silly incentive because you'll get a banana, right? Or because you'll get more money or because you'll win a game to it's going to impact other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And other people are going to be put in a better place. Um, It brings extreme amounts of joy and a crazy amount of cohesiveness and togetherness and creates a beautiful, wonderful community when you ask my children what is life about it's like this is like kind of like our thing i say hey what's life about and they say others i say well what do we do with others and they respond with love our family mission and purpose is to love others and that's how that's how we, we talk that's what we parent
2: it, it can the other thing i think it does is it, it can bring peace to your life yeah and uh knowing that that inside deep down inside of you that this is what you're doing mm-hmm. brings peace mm-hmm. and it, it's you know your inside you know your your insides aren't aren't uh, hinged on this thing mm-hmm. you know winning a game or, or making money it's it's are you giving everything you got are you loving people are, are are you impacting others and if that's what you're doing you can feel good about that yeah and no most matter what.
1: most people that you're leading they'll perform and do the stuff that you're asking them to do when it's easy mm mm-hmm. mhm like Most of them will. What we're really saying is when we're leading people, it's tough to get them to do the things that we know they need to do when it's hard. And the best way to have somebody do hard things is to have them think outside of themselves. To have that purpose. Like
2: those sprints. Yeah, yeah those sprints
1: sucked. Yeah, uh, But hey, they were good for me, and right. I did them. Right, And we still lost all of our games, which <laughs> wasn't our purpose. Uh, but in, in all reality, though, like that team although we lost a ton of games was um one of the most impactful groups of people i've ever been on or been a part of like to this day the people i was on that team with were some of my are some of my best friends and i would
2: say that team uh is still a team today that is doing great things oh yeah. yeah like
1: the friendships that we have yeah um, the impact that all of us individually and, and sometimes collectively still are making on mm-hmm. society and the community is great. Because guess what, that team we had a purpose. Right. A it lot was, of that team works here now. They Thanks do, for, yeah. yeah I mean, right. that, our purpose that, on that team was for him. That's what we said every yep. time we broke the huddle. Yep. We we did everything that we could for the glory of the Lord, and that was that was genuine. All right, guys, it's tough sometimes leading people, but you can do it. And whether you believe it or not, you are a leader. Don't try to lead them with incentives, but lead with affirmation, with autonomy, freedom, and give people a purpose. Here's your call to action. Here's the takeaway. Which one of those three things do you struggle with most? Look in the mirror. Figure it out and have an intentional action. Maybe it's saying thank you. Maybe it's writing it down a thank you note. Maybe as you're listening to this in the car, you need to go home and say, hey, son or daughter, I'm proud of you. Hey, spouse, thank you for serving and loving our family. Say thank you. Affirm. Give freedom and lead with a purpose. We'll see you in two weeks.